0: A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. Here are your hosts, Dan
1: Hansen and Betsy Thompson. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning, Betsy. Good morning, Dan. How are you doing?
2: I'm well. How yeah. are you?
1: I'm all right. I'm good. That's I'm good. good. It was, it was one of those weeks.
2: It was one of those weeks. I... And
1: it was strange to me. How, I guess, you know, what we're talking about, of course, is Notre Dame. Right. Burning. And Holy I was cow. really stunned how much that impacted me.
2: Yeah. I've never been there. I. And
1: uh-huh. I guess that was part of it. I felt like this was something that belonged to all of us.
2: To the world. Yep.
1: And I never got there. Right. I never, ever saw it. Right. And I still don't know exactly why that bothered me so much, but the art that was lost, potentially. Yeah. And, and you know they talk about rebuilding, right? But you and I had that long conversation when this all happened mm-hmm. that it can be rebuilt, but you never regain, right. You know the history of of what's gone. It's it's either a, you know, a, a what a restoration? Of, no, it's not a restoration. It's it's a rebuild, right? There, it's I guess mimicking something that was right. old. But they're
2: trying not, to decide if they should do everything out of wood, or you know, like the spire on top they're trying to figure out do we make it of the same materials that they made it out of originally Mm -hmm. or do we make it better you know, but you can't really recreate it. I mean you cannot recreate the wood roof that was on that building. Mm -hmm. You know, it's no longer a thirteenth century roof, it is a modern roof. All
1: of the history, it survived all those years. Yeah. And then it's just gone. Just like that And, and we get to watch it. You know, that's the Yeah. I don't know. It's 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 the the rub of modern life. You know, mm-hmm. you, right. you you're able to see all these things, right. but also anything really bad that happens, we also get to experience that
2: as it's happening. As
1: it's happening, and you know, it reminded me on a different scale entirely. But of nine eleven, when yeah. that happened, mm-hmm. I remember working in the store, and all of a sudden the TVs are on, and we're trying to figure out what's happening, and here. Right. What's happening? What caused this? Yeah, What is being saved from the building? Our people in there? Well, how All bad the...
2: is it? I mean, you know, when we were watching it, it looked horrible. You know, just the orangey flames. And, you know, I mean, luckily they saved the towers and things like that. They didn't let it spread. You know, they said they were in like a 15 to 30 minute window. And that was what made the whole mm-hmm. difference because they said it was so easy for that entire building to come down. So right. it's incredible that... We didn't that, lose it.
1: Right. That so much remains yet. you yeah. know. And all of this during Holy Week. <laughs> I know. Oh, you know, my goodness.
2: Holy. Well.
1: Oh, good. Grief. I would
2: say my normal thing, but yeah, I can't you always say, say that. I,
1: what is your normal thing?
2: I always say holy smokes, but I, I can't know. say that because you, that it sounds terrible, like a. terrible,
1: Betsy. That is bet. the kind of thing I would say and then regret it for a long time later.
2: Well, I don't know that when I When I start getting the emails from. Well, it sounds like. <laughs> I meant it, you know, kind as of as joke. a pun or no, something. This, but I always say, "Holy smokes!" Yeah,
1: this really hit you hard. It did. You know, being the yeah. history geek, you always mm-hmm. like to tell us, but also and just the, the architecture, architecture and
2: those windows. Oh the art my goodness! And
1: the beauty of the place. Yeah, and
2: they want that rebuilt in five years. They want that whole project done. It took them what two hundred years originally to build the thing.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a little disconcerting. <laughs>
2: Good luck with that.
1: We'll fast track this. That, yeah. that doesn't always people sound are going like to be working way. day and night. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it anyway, was a big week in that regard. It
2: was.
1: We had snow.
2: Oh, yes. Uh,
1: it's been all kinds of stuff.
2: <laughs> it's just so anyway, been one of those. What weeks. are we
1: doing on the show today? After we've moved on past, yeah. and, and I guess before anything else, uh-huh. and before we forget, yeah. Happy Easter to everybody yes. out there. We got that coming happy up tomorrow. Easter, tomorrow. Happy Easter. Hope everybody has a great time hanging yes, with family. Exactly. Try to stay out of arguments. <laughs> no politics. Right. Easter is that a time when people argue? It's I don't not know. like Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is when we really take the gloves off. Yeah, I think is Easter true. we're pretty reserved.
2: Yeah, usually, yeah. I think.
1: Go have fun. Talk about yes. what you want. It's mm-hmm. Easter.
2: Right. Okay. So anyway, moving on. Um, today we are going to talk about aging wood and distressing it, uh, making your own barn wood, basically, because that is a popular, it's really
1: look. hot, and we've yeah. got a couple of really good ways. To do it
2: right, Uh, we're also going to be in the studio with physical therapist Bill Winter. Um, He's going to talk about well, he recently did a presentation about uh, spring cleanup and not injuring yourself as you're doing it. I
1: love not injuring myself; it's one of my favorite things.
2: (laughs) Well, they see a lot of back strains and muscle strains and things like that when spring comes and we finally get out there because we kind of overdo it a little bit. I'm a bleeder;
1: it's not muscle that gets hurt; it's just a lot of cuts.
2: Well, he can't help. Maybe he'll help me. Well, but he. We can help you with the rest of it. All right. Well, that's good. Just to help, you know, keep us out of the hospital and the doctor's office.
1: We'll also be talking with Brad Krause from Service Professor about air conditioners because that's what everybody's thinking about. And maybe you're not thinking about it, Uh but when you're done listening to Brad, you're going to be thinking about it because now's the time to start considering these things.
2: Absolutely. Now,
1: before Mm. we get to that, we've got a minute or so left because we rambled about (laughs) Notre Dame, but Notre Notre Dame, Notre Dame, Notre Dame.
2: Notre oh. Dame is very... I
1: even took French in high school for... It's Notre Dame. four Dame. years. I don't know how I passed that class. <laughs> I couldn't muster the accent for anything. See? That's the best I got. Um. And I always felt like such a dope. <laughs> She'd call on me feel in like class. feel like you need a mustache and a beret. Yes, because my <laughs> accent was so over-the-top ridiculous. Everybody laughed.
2: <laughs> yes, Danny, can, can you answer why. this question?
1: Well, yes, I can. Yeah. Yeah. And then everybody laughs. It's like Pepe Le Pew. Anyway, before we move <laughs> yeah. on to air conditioning, we do want to address something that uh, the stores, our RepColite stores, asked us to talk about, and that is uh-huh. to let everybody know that because we've had all this snow and because yes. we had all this rain- yep. You still gotta hold off on doing those deck projects.
2: Yeah, we've had a A number of people people come into our stores and they're either staining or they have stained already and they did it right after the snow melted. Right. The weather
1: got nice, the you know, it heated up and we don't always realize, you know, Mm -hmm. as homeowners that there's Things to consider beyond just the temperature, right. and that's the moisture content of the wood. And when we've had all that snow sitting on there mm-hmm. and then melted off, and then the rain that we've had, yep. the deck is just too wet right now. Right. So you've got to give it generally anywhere from 2 to four good drying days. It depends on how your deck is situated. If it's in the full sun, maybe a couple days of good drying weather, it can be ready to go. If it's in the shade, it could need even longer.
2: Yeah, you're looking at probably four or five, maybe even six days if it's in the shade. Um, A really good test if you're wondering if it's ready. If you just take a cup of water and pour a little bit in a few different spots and let it sit there for about 10 minutes, if it soaks in, then you're good to go. That means that your deck is ready to accept the stain. If it doesn't, that means you better hold off. The deck is still a little too wet to have that stain soaking like it's supposed to.
1: Right. We're really close. Yes. Really close to deck We're season. We're on the edge. But we want to make sure that it works out well for you. So yep. the best thing you can do, if you're thinking about working outside with any paint, mm-hmm. any kind of deck project or anything like that, just give us a call before you start. Yep. Any Rep Collider Port City Paint store, let us know what you're doing mm-hmm. and we'll give you a recommendation as to whether now's the time or not.
2: Absolutely. Now, coming up after the break, we're going to be in the studio with Brad Kruz from Service Professor, and we're going to talk about air conditioners because eventually you will need them. Stay tuned.
0: Helping you turn your house into your dream home, this is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore, on News Radio Wood 1300
1: and 106.9 FM. Well, Betsy, this is your personal sob story segment, right? You have some, some personal drama that you've s- got to deal with. It is not
2: a sob story. It is not drama. It's merely a question. And since generally we answer your questions on the show, it is my turn. I know. So that's why Brad Krause, president of Service Professors here. Brad, thanks for stopping by.
1: My pleasure as to always. To answer Betsy's personal question. Well, I'm Brad, for just, you. Betsy let him know that she had a question. And minutes later, Brad was at our door. Fastest Uber <laughs> ride ever. It was really fast. That guy looked really... How much did really... you pay that Uber driver? <laughs> he was stressed. Did you see it in his eyes? Yes. He yeah. looked terrified. Brad drove him here. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, actually, it's not my question. I'm just oh, asking well. the question for someone else. My grandma called and she needs a new furnace. She lives up north. So I know you can't do this for her. Right. But I am trying to convince her that she should be putting in air conditioning, with the furnace when is a good time to do these things should you put them in together separately should she wait and do the AC when it's Warmer outside?
3: Yeah, very relative question for sure. And okay. uh, clear a couple things up. I did mm-hmm. drive myself here, just so the audience knows. No yeah, Uber driver no, uh, going on here, <laughs> right? Right. And you said Trevor Cities were?
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: So don't blink. We may be up there eventually. Oh, be a nice place for a business, right? Yes, so,
2: yes, it's very nice.
3: But uh, to answer your question, yeah, absolutely. And I think that you know what happens as with human behavior is hey, I don't need an AC right now, it's, you know, it's, what is it, 50, 55 Mm -hmm. on average right now? So you don't think about air conditioning until it gets blistering hot. Mm But for the audience members, a little advice for them, Mm -hmm. uh, as a contractor, uh, right now is when you're certainly going to get your best deal. Uh, In HVAC specifically, Mm -hmm. uh, not as much with like plumbing and electrical within our company, but HVAC has the highest of highs and the lowest of lows as far as busyness goes Mm -hmm. in your busy season. So right now we're in what's called shoulder season. Shoulder so season? We call it shoulder season in the trades. Hmm. Yeah. So it's in between heating or furnace season mm-hmm. and AC or air conditioning season, right? So why is okay. that shoulder season? I'm going to be hung up on that. So I have yeah. to ask. I, I really don't know where the root of where that term came from, but it is just called shoulder season. All right. I'll yeah. do some Googling at some point. Please to do. Share that yeah. with me. Send me the link. <laughs> I need to know that apparently. Uh-huh. So- we're not overly busy. So okay. right now, uh, any contractor that does what we do mm-hmm. uh, is probably more willing to give a good deal okay. for their clients. So mm-hmm. if if she is looking at adding air conditioning, I know she needs the furnace replaced anyway, mm-hmm. yep. it's a really good time to do that, actually. Even though your, your head isn't wrapped around AC quite right. yet yeah. uh, for your pocketbook, now is the time. And okay. most give deals during this
1: season, too. So with the season, getting ready to gear up for AC and all of that, what kind of things... For those of us who do have air conditioning, are there things that we should be doing at home to get ready for this, or you just hope for the best? I know that we don't just hope for the best. Never hope for the best. Uh-huh. Many of us do, actually. We <laughs> do. We
3: shouldn't. We should. What does. should
1: we be doing? I'm going to take notes. Well, well good you
3: know, one thing that, again, many companies also offer, not... not Service professor is no exception. We have what what's called our most val- valuable person plan, MVP oh, plan. Oh, that sounds like it's for me. It's like yes, it was tailor-made for me. Uh-huh. That's right.
1: Because in my life,
3: I am the most valuable person. Oh, you are an MVP, for sure. <laughs> uh, in MVP. We don't look at maintenance I mean, we think about maintenance on our vehicle changing mm-hmm. our yep. oil change, you know all those things well these are working systems as well especially heating and cooling and they really should be uh, evaluated once a year mm-hmm. both AC season and furnace season and that's what our MVP membership offers so as far as mm-hmm. gearing up you should have that tune up done uh, to your, your system to make sure it's, it's operable and in the best working condition so you don't have breakdowns during the summer you can't prevent or predict all of those but you can certainly catch something from a trained eye that might give you fits when it's 95 degrees out. Um, I think what separates ours from even our, our closest competitors is that our plan covers electrical and plumbing as well. Uh, so we're one of the very few. Uh, I don't think you can count on one hand how many have a, a program that covers all three of them. Um, but very relative in the heating and cooling sector for sure. If, if somebody has their own contractor they love and, you know, and have had for years, I would certainly inquire about that with them.
2: Now, if we don't happen to get you out in time before we have to turn on the AC, is that a bad thing? Like, is that going to ruin our air conditioner because we did it before you came out to do the tune-up?
3: I don't have a, a, a real stat for this, but I, I would say less than 10% of the market, if not lower than that, are actually on a maintenance program with a contractor. So mm-hmm. many people you know, go rogue, as they say, and just <laughs> flip her on and let's see what she can do. Um, But it's always a good idea. Even if you don't have a breakdown that summer or that winter, it will prolong the life of that unit and inevitably delay what's going to happen, and that's replacement of your unit. Mm -hmm. But you perhaps might get one or two years
1: with regular maintenance in addition uh, that you wouldn't normally get. Now, what are some of the things that we can do? I know that with the other house that I had, just because of the location of the unit, it would get all kinds of debris in the fins and all that, so I'd spray that out every year to open okay. that up. Okay. That was one thing we can maintain. What other things can we do just to help it along. Really, that's about it. You know, I mean, if uh,
3: we we do offer that with our evaluations on AC season is is the spraying out of the of the fins and we actually have a chemical cleaner that we, if, they're, if they're really bad, which many of them are, we actually chemically clean them because airflow is the single most important thing as far as longevity of your heating and cooling equipment. Both inside being your furnace and outside being your air, air conditioner, there has to be airflow and that's what diminishes the life more than anything. And as busy homeowners. We're busy. We don't change filters when we're supposed to, and you know, we diminish that <laughs> airflow. So right. we're unintentionally hard on our equipment. So that's why if you have somebody that comes out on an annual basis, they call you. It just happens. It's in the schedule. It can, it can save you, some, you know, some real frustrating times in the middle of the summer or the middle
1: of the winter. So one of the things that I've run into, and I'm getting mixed feedback from different people that I talk to, we had a problem, and the contractor had to come out and put Freon in. Correct. Now, he said that'll fix it. Other things that I've read and other people I've talked to said, if you had a leak and all you did was put freon in and gave the guy 150 bucks, guess what? You're going to be doing it again. That's, That's right. how it is, isn't it? Yeah, and
3: actually, as a heating and cooling contractor, we have a um, an obligation to the EPA uh, not to do that. If there is a leak, it needs to be sealed. It needs to be fixed. This isn't like a gas tank you know you don't just Mm -hmm. top off the fuel um it's just like a car if a car burns oil it's burning oil it doesn't use oil it's burning oil and that's bad Mm -hmm. and with the epa the more of this that goes in the environment it's bad for environment so we're actually not supposed to do that we're supposed to fix the leak
1: so do you think he fixed the leak (laughs) (laughs) well i paid him to come back again (laughs) (laughs) so i'm assuming he didn't Uh or it just keeps going crazy does that happen uh, often, yeah, we we get that.
3: That's a, a normal uh, trouble call that we get. I need somebody to come top off my freon. Yeah, I've I've been doing it for ten years, and we. You know, simply say, well, we, we actually have to fix the leak, you know. Mm-hmm. I and mean, you can put in, um, you know, leak stop. There's some different things that you can do to try, and perhaps they did that and it didn't work. So sometimes you do try the be. lesser expensive ways of fixing a leak. And, Sounds how I would have approached it. Well, and sometimes I think for most customers today, it's the inconvenience that they're really trying to avoid, not the expense. Mm-hmm. So, because once you do lose free on, you lose cooling capability. So, you know, your house will no longer cool. So I think most people probably make the decision to stop the leak most mostly based on the premise of, I I don't want to lose cooling again. Mm-hmm. Not, I don't want to spend 150 bucks for you
1: to come out and top it off again. Right. Yeah. So now's the time. You're saying if, if we need a new air conditioning unit, now's the time. From an expense standpoint, for sure. I think that your
3: contractor is going to be more willing to um, help you out in a financial. Part Mm -hmm. of that uh, during the the shoulder season, if you will. And I know we're no exception to that. You know, right now we're in the, as you know, we're in the middle of our our BOGO season, the buy one, get one off. So we work hard with our our distributors to work on the pricing of the equipment Mm -hmm. because they're not selling units right now either. It's between heating and cooling season. So uh, they work with us to give us good deals and we can pass that savings on to our clients. So we actually offer the buy one, get one free. So if you buy an AC, you
1: get a furnace put in for free. Awesome. Oh, really? Absolutely. Well, I guess that's buy one, get one. I would guess get I two air conditioning units. guess i got to find that's one true. for my
2: grandma now. <laughs> yeah, you need to get
1: them out there to do
2: that. It, they're too far away, unless you want to go to beautiful northern Michigan for a visit.
3: Uh, I, I love me some Traverse City throughout the summer, so I have to, uh, that might be possible. Well, you'll talk. be there
2: before all the other tourists, so now's the time to go. Perfect. <laughs> time to go. Perfect.
1: Brad, if our listeners do want to get in touch with you and check out that offer, How's the best way to do that?
2: Yeah,
3: of course, we can uh, You know, go old school and give us a, a old-fashioned old call, 616-871-1900, or you can go to serviceprofessor.com, and you can actually chat with us now uh, through our website and learn and get more information that way as well. And if you're lonely,
1: will they just chat with me, or will they right away figure out that I'm just they kind of do have the little time. thing
2: that pops up as soon as mm-hmm. you get on the website that asks how they can help me. Do
3: they ever get people messing around with them? Uh, we there are some people with far too much time on their hands out there. Yes, that <laughs> I is, assume that that is. The case. I am not one of those. I have so occasionally I want to clarify pulled that. up your
2: website and thought about saying hello. This is Betsy from yeah. Repco at Home Improvement Show.
1: <laughs> and then I'm afraid of getting back who. What a slam. You don't know me? (laughs) Anyway, Brad, thanks for being here. My pleasure. Thank you for having me.
2: All right. How many of us out there go to do spring projects and then end up hurting ourselves?
1: You know I do.
2: (laughs) I know you do. That's why after the break, we're going to be in the studio with Bill Winter to help you so that you don't hurt yourself when you finally get out there. Stay tuned.
0: Want to take your DIY skills up a rung The Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069
1: FM. Well, Betsy, it's that time of year mm-hmm. where we get to get out our rakes yes. and get the yard back to looking okay as we're heading into summer. Well, hopefully. yeah,
2: it's time to get out there and do yard projects and just general outdoor projects, painting the exterior, staining decks, things like that. and. Interestingly enough, I was standing at the desk at physical therapy the other day, and they had the sign for um, something that was going on. They were holding an event, spring cleanup, mm-hmm. and how to not hurt yourself while you're doing it. Because <laughs> I know, well, you are accident prone, so I know well, that. Well, I'm accident
1: <laughs> prone, and I'm also vegetative. So I've spent yes. a fair amount of winter sitting, yes. and then all of a sudden now I'm out and being active, and uh-huh. before long I'm back Pulled to being vegetative and-, <laughs> and sitting down again. Well, So I'd like to clean up without hurting myself.
2: Exactly. And so to help us do that, we have in the studio with us Bill Winter. He is a physical therapist at Acceleration Physical Therapy. Bill, thanks for being here.
4: Oh, good morning. Thanks for having me.
2: Now- You just hosted this event, or you presented at the event all of the things that we should be aware of when we're doing some of these physical outdoor things. What are some of the things that you covered?
4: Well, we talked about pacing yourself is a big thing. I mean, the winter was long here, and it's mm-hmm. back again, and um, <laughs> so here we are, you know, in right. a little bit of a hold, but, you know, last weekend was so wonderful, and everybody mm-hmm. got out, and they wanted to get everything done in one day, and, and uh, I actually ran into a friend of mine in the store, and I said... Hey, what's going on? You're looking sore. And he goes, I spent all day in the yard. I'm like, uh-huh. you're the guy I want to talk about. So.
2: <laughs> well, I think a lot of us do that. We see all these things and we want to hurry up and get them done because we've been waiting so long to get them done. And yeah, we exactly. Just
4: you do. And it's almost like running a marathon and you haven't trained for it. So you get a beautiful day. The days are getting longer and you want to get out and get it all done. And really, it's best if you just break up your day. Maybe you break up tasks. Maybe you rake a little bit. Then maybe you go spread a little mulch or maybe you dig up your uh, edge, your beds, mm-hmm. and then take a break. Get some lunch, get a drink, um, and then find something else to do or stop and just like I did two half days mm-hmm. um, a little bit Saturday and a little bit Sunday um, yeah you're a little sore but right. I'm not walking bent over and stooped over and uh,
1: hurting every step I take so that's how I like to do it
2: yeah i know. I like
1: my whole family to know how hard i worked and they gauge that by how bent over i am
2: <laughs> when i reenter the home sure but uh-huh. it's
1: it is miserable
2: it is miserable so i got to pace
1: myself what are the things did you cover when you were talking about this well we talked
4: uh pacing yourself but we also talked about safety like um there were 50,000 lawnmower injuries i think the last time they did that so there's issues with tools there's issues with the environment there's issues with body mechanics and how we lift and how we bend and um our biggest muscles are in our hips and our legs and and it's best if we use those and mm-hmm. not bend over to hip and try and use our back all the time. Um, for people that have sore hips and knees, there's some great um, benches you can get. Um, some will flip over so you can sit a little taller or you can sit a little bit lower. Um, knee pads are a great thing. Um, foam pads are, are great to just kind of distribute the pressure across your joints.
2: Is there a good way, when I'm planting stuff in the garden and I'm down on my knees, you know, pulling back dirt and things like that, I get so sore. My back and my shoulder and everything from pulling that dirt, making holes in the ground. Is there a really good way to do that?
4: (laughs) Yeah, you know, um, break up your task, do a little bit, stand up, go for a little bit of a walk, and then resume. So you don't want to sit... Or kneel or be bent over for long periods of time. Mm. That's tough
1: to do. I mean, it, because, yeah, because you tend to because just want to get wanna, done. You want to yeah, get it done, right? It. Yes. But I like the idea of setting up a number of different tasks. So right. I start with that, then I go do this for a little while, and then I work my way back. I can still get it accomplished in the day or maybe over the span of a couple days. Exactly. But I'm winning in the long run, Right.
2: Well, That's what I gotta tell it's myself. almost like multitasking at that point, because you're hitting all these different things. And maybe by the end of two days, you have way more stuff done because you're not so sore and slow because you just cranked out one task and then you're too sore to do the next.
4: <laughs> sure. One. And, th- and there's a sense of getting something done versus having 10 things partially done. But right. if you're hurt.
2: Mm -hmm. you're not going to
4: get anything done right
2: (laughs) (laughs) yes now along that same line getting hurt what are some of the common things that we can do if we
1: want to get hurt is that where you're going well
2: yes or common things that you see you know injuries that happen because people do just go and go and go
4: sure mostly it's neck and back issues um we tend to work bent over and Mm -hmm. you're putting a lot of strain on your back we see that we see uh, knee and hip pain Mm -hmm. Um, and then wrist and elbow and shoulder uh, pain will come with the gripping and the raking and the repetitive type activities Um, people like to paint they like to paint overhead right Um, (laughs) yes so you're looking up and um, you need to break that up too and Mm -hmm. and then you know do some uh, shoulder stretches some neck stretches. you want to leave a wet edge when you're painting, obviously, and get to a good
1: stopping point, but then find a stopping point and stop. Well, and like you said, with the benches, there are different tools, you know, to get to the mm-hmm. painting thing. Just using an extension pole,
2: yeah, can, yes. for
1: even just regular wall painting, even mm-hmm. if it's a short extension pole, puts you at a different angle than when you're just standing there. You know, it's everything is well, just a it's little a greater easier that way.
2: Instead of all these little sharp movements, it's a bigger, more graceful movement at that point in time. Now, are these injuries just like muscle injuries where they're just sore muscles, or is there actually a bone component to it? Well, there can be. I mean, if
4: you like... All the moles have been active, right? It's the, right. And, and there's there's holes in, in soft mm. spots in people's mm-hmm. yards, so there are fall injuries. Um, there's issues between transitioning between surfaces, like your deck to your lawn mm-hmm. or your back patio to your lawn, stairs. So there are some more severe injuries that happen, um, you know, wrist fractures and ankle fractures and things. But um, mostly what we see are just the overuse type Type issues,
2: and is that something at acceleration that you guys can help people with, or is that something yeah. that just you know a hot bath and <laughs> things if, like if that will If you can take dirt
4: care. on it, that'll go right. away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you can manage it with a little bit of anti-inflammatory and some heat or ice, that's mm-hmm. the obviously most efficient, cheapest way to go. Right. Um, so you got to walk the line between. Am I solving it mm-hmm. or now have I waited too long and it's mm-hmm. not getting right. better and I need some help? A lot of this will just resolve with a few therapy visits. Uh, we're really big on education. Mm-hmm. That's why we're doing these seminars for prevention. I mean, part of what we do right. as therapists is teach people not to do this again or to prevent it in the first place. A lot of these just
1: respond very quickly. Now, you were saying that last year, the lawnmower injuries, there were that was a, a high rate of that.
4: Yeah, lawnmowers are like the number one issue, and you know we put our hands and feet in places they shouldn't go. We are or so dumb sometimes. We maybe? try and mow on inclines when we shouldn't be there, but um, I haste know. makes waste, I guess, is what they say. And so, my push mower lasted me twenty five, twenty six years, and finally tanked. So, <laughs> bought a new zero turn, right? Well, i have never driven one before, so that took a little getting used to. Right. You know, you can throw yourself off those if you're not careful, but... Oh. So getting used to your tools that
1: are new, you know? Yeah. Know your equipment. Yeah. But also, like the kids, I had the kids start mowing this year, or last year, and the things that I thought were common sense,
2: mm, yeah. they
1: don't grasp as common sense. Now, I don't know if that plays into the numbers ever, but... To me, I was surprised at a couple of the things my son did without even thinking about how dangerous that was. So I realized I've got to do more education before I just send him out Mm -hmm. there.
4: Yeah, and, you know, I think some refreshers every year at the start of the season, we forget things over the winter. We haven't been on our mowers or used Mm -hmm. our power tools. And so, you know, right now it's a great time to get things tuned up so that they start your chainsaws, get the... The, uh, chain sharpened. So you, there's mm-hmm. some efficiency with your right. tools too. Like uh, I always say a sharp knife's a safe knife because you don't have to push as hard. Mm-hmm. Same thing with um, your your implements that if they're running well, they'll be more efficient and you won't have to work as hard to get your task accomplished.
2: Now, Bill, real quick, before we let you go, what all do you do at Acceleration Physical Therapy? What services do you guys offer?
4: Yeah, sure. We're a, um outpatient orthopedic rehab clinic, So we see things like back pain, neck pain, general sprains and strains. We also do a fair amount of uh, post-surgical rehab for people that have had total hips, uh, total knee replacements, do a lot of uh, rotator cuff repair um, rehab. Um, We have a fair number of um, people that have gone through ACL reconstruction and knee reconstruction surgery. Mm. One of the nice things about that program is, as they progress through, it's about a nine-month recovery process. We have a program called Sports Metrics, which is a um, nice transition point from the end of their therapy to back to sport. So teaching them to jump wow. safely, run safely, um, how to just manage forces associated with the sports they're going to be playing in.
2: That's perfect.
4: Yeah. And another big program we've got is uh, scoliosis for um, treatment of spinal curvature. We Mm -hmm. have a therapist that's certified in that specifically. Um, Mm -hmm. So she's very busy and we're looking at certifying a second therapist.
2: Bill, if anyone wants to contact you guys at Acceleration, how do they best do that?
4: Sure, we're on the web at um, XL, that's letter X, letter L, rehab.com. We have a Facebook page, Acceleration Physical Therapy. Um, We're located in the crossings on East Lakewood, um, or you can give us a call, 616-594-2000. The law did change in the past few years that uh, you no longer need a physician referral to come to therapy. So if you're having any issues, give us a call, look us up on the web, and we'd be happy to a look at you
2: perfect bill winter thanks so much for being here today
4: thanks for having me
2: now after the break we're going to help you make barn wood without all of the bugs stay tuned
0: if you want to take your diy skills up a rung the Repco like Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and
1: 1069 FM. Well, Betsy, every now and then the internet comes through and it has a project that actually works. <laughs> right. We all have done the projects that don't work.
2: The Pinterest fails. Right. The things that about. are
1: supposed to go so wonderfully yes. and smoothly and never go exactly like they're yep. supposed to. Mm-hmm. But then every now and then we find one that is just really the real deal and it works really well and it's a lot of fun. We just found one of those projects.
2: We did, and it's very exciting because it's something that's really popular now. The whole old barnwood thing—the look—is very popular, but it's not always feasible to actually go and buy it. Either you can't find a source, it's too expensive, or if you're like me, you're afraid of the bugs it may bring into your house. Right, when which you is get a, it. <laughs> a real
1: potential. <laughs> right. But we like that old look, that reclaimed yeah, wood look. Yeah, it's a
2: really cool look.
1: People will put that on walls. I've seen mm-hmm. that as an yeah. accent wall yep. or. A headboard, yeah, or what? What a other light con- fixture? A light fixture. I
2: love that look. So cool.
1: Simple things like signs, yeah. things like mm-hmm. that. Yep. And they use these old weathered boards. Yeah. And that that can work in any home, really, mm-hmm. in any yeah. setting, yep. any Absolutely. decor. Because we've seen relatively sleek and modern type mm-hmm. areas, kitchens. Yeah with this element.
2: Just softens it a little bit. Right. Yeah.
1: Really cool. But like Betsy was saying, sometimes getting a hold of reclaimed lumber Mm -hmm. is easier said than done. Right. And sometimes it's quite expensive. (laughs) Yeah. So how cool would it be if we could make our own? If we could just age the wood, the 150 years or whatever. Right. Just like that in the snap of a finger. Well. Well, you can never snap one finger. No. I'm going to try right now. See, there's nothing.
2: It takes two. That's called wiggling your fingers. And if you,
1: if you snap your fingers and slow motion video that, uh-huh. the sound comes from your one finger hitting your palm.
2: Um, it's not from yeah.
1: anything your fingers do. Hmm. Just so you know.
2: Why, thank you. A
1: little bit of something there. Anyway. anyway. It would be wonderful to age wood that quickly.
2: It would. And, you know, the Internet is full of different ideas as to how to get this. And really what we have discovered is there are two aspects to aging wood. First, there's the actual physically distressing of the wood that you're working with, the new wood Mm -hmm. that you're working with, because that's a big component. Yes, you can do it on a flat board, but it just doesn't have the same definitely
1: does not have the character no so there's a this physical nature to it and then there's the the bringing the color in
2: right that gray color that you get
1: right we're going to cover both of those Mm -hmm. the first thing with physically distressing it you can do that in any number of ways yeah really it's about being creative and Mm -hmm. it's about knowing when to quit what worked best for us Mm -hmm. was using just a wire brush
2: yeah, stiff wire brush. And I would like to comment we did this on pine. We tried a number of other different types of wood, and they tended to fuzz up a little bit when we used the wire brush over top of them. They just, or they were much harder to work with. You didn't get that deep definition that you were getting the with pine. The pine just
1: looked so great yeah. as, as you were working. It, it was very easy natural. to work with. You could do this with anything, like yeah. Betsy's saying, try it. Mm-hmm. That's the big thing with all of this, is yeah. try it. But we had a ton of fun physically distressing it. Yeah. You know, we went over it with the wire brush. Mm-hmm. There was a point where I ran it through a bandsaw just on a little bit of a skew yeah. to give that, Gives that rough sawn look. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All of that can be done. The big thing that we learned in all of that is is knowing when to quit. Right. When it starts to look good, wrap it up and move on to another piece. It's right. a ton of fun. Practice. Yes. Now let's talk about aging it with some sort of stain. Or A process, a homebrew that you can create yourselves. And stain is one way to go. We've got a formula that we worked out Mm -hmm. that worked really well on the pine. Yeah. But you're going to want to test it on all different woods.
2: Yeah, because they're going to take it a little bit differently.
1: Right. And it's just going to give you that gray look. Mm -hmm. So you would distress it. And then you, you, you take this physically distressed piece right. and you apply the stain. The upside to the stain is that it's very uniform yeah, and you're very consistent. Yeah, you're
2: going to get the same color roughly on every board that you do.
1: Right. And you can leave it days apart mm-hmm. and still come back and put a new stain on or put the stain back on and you're going to get the same color. Right. Like we said, make sure you're sampling different woods and all of mm-hmm. that to get the, you know, the wood and the look that you want. The stain might need to be adjusted. Yeah. We've got a general starting point out at all the stores. Mm -hmm. We've given them the formula. You just ask them about it. They'll make it up for you. That's a stain, typical stain. Mm -hmm. Another way to go would be the homebrew method, which on the internet is use vinegar and steel wool. You make a vinegar and steel wool solution and apply that to the wood.
2: Right now, there are a lot of varying methods out there. What we found works best is to brew a really, really, really strong tea. Um, that kind of acts as a normal tannin. Don't wood.
1: drink that tea. No,
2: you did that. That was kind of really bad. <laughs> um, and then we took our steel wool. Put the vinegar over top of it. Let it sit. We actually cut our steel wool apart into little That's supposed to speed the chemical
1: process up right. a little bit.
2: The one thing I warn you about is make sure that you strain that steel wool out of your vinegar mixture before you use it. Because we did not do that and we ended up with a bunch of little steel wool particles all over. So Right. So you sure soak
1: it in this. Solution. Yep. You punch holes in the lid of whatever container you yeah. put it in. Because there it'll is. It'll explode. <laughs> right. There, well, it could. Yep. There is a chemical reaction going on. Yeah. And it stinks like crazy. So yes, be aware of that. You let it sit, like Betsy said, mm-hmm. overnight, a couple of days, all of that. Yep. And then when you're ready, you take mm-hmm. the tea. And this is the part that a lot of the websites miss. Yeah. you got to put these things together. You take the tea and you brush that on the wood. Mm -hmm. You can let it dry. If you let it dry, it seems to become even darker when you add the vinegar solution. Right. You can hit it when it's wet. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really matter. Sample it. Test it. The big thing is you make sure you add the tea because that infuses even more tannins into the wood, and that's what this iron and vinegar solution reacts with. So it's a chemical reaction that literally grays the wood as you watch.
2: It is crazy. It is
1: a ton of fun. Now, the downside of using this vinegar solution instead Mm -hmm. of stain is that it's a little more inconsistent as you leave it over time. Mm -hmm. You come back a couple days later. The solution is stronger than it was before. It yeah. darkens quicker. Yep. There's a lot of that going on. Mm-hmm. But that's also the upside to it. You get this very natural right. look. Yeah. You know, very natural old look. Yeah. And you get a lot of variation. Whereas stain keeps it very uniform, this gives you a lot of variation and it looks very authentic. Either yeah. way, whatever you do, you can top coat it with mm-hmm. a varnish. Yeah. We did it with a matte polyurethane, Rebcolites Mira Poly, in a matte finish. You can barely see that it's there, but now it gives the wood some protection, right. makes it a little easier to wipe down if you're doing a wall or who knows mm-hmm. what you're doing. Yeah. And there's all kinds of different ways to distress it and to give it like a painted look or a, a peeling paint kind of a look without yeah. actually doing something that's, you know, literally peeling paint. Which well, can I think we can
2: come back to this topic. We're going to
1: have to because it was so cool.
2: Well, and so that we can cover that whole paint over top and how you get certain looks. Once you've got your gray aged boards, what do you do after that? So stay tuned to the future because we will be covering Stay
1: that. tuned to the future. That's gonna be my new tagline. Stay tuned to the future. <laughs> anyway, we've got all of what we just talked about in the show notes at Repcolite.com. Right. You want to get there and check it out. Mm-hmm. And Betsy, since this is the end, we mm-hmm. might as well wrap it all up.
2: Might as well. We've got
1: a few seconds left. Uh-huh. If you want to hear this episode again I can't imagine anybody not wanting to.
2: Well, no. You just
1: need to head to repcolite.com and check it out.
2: And make sure you're following us on Instagram. I am trying to post there a little bit more just to share some of our projects. And I will put these photos of the wood up on there. So make sure you're checking that out.
1: Definitely check that out. You've done a nice job with that, Betsy. Why, thank you. Yeah. And from all of us at RepcoLite, we want to wish everybody out there a happy Easter.
2: Absolutely.
1: I'm Dan Hanson.
2: And I'm Betsy Thompson. Remember, if you're about to lose your DIY sanity, we can help you fix that crazy. And
1: we will do everything possible, humanly possible, to help you age your wood gracefully. (laughs) I can't do anything about how how you start to look after the years wear on Betsy um, but we can help the wood that you're working with at home yeah you're a fine great. one to speak Mr. Gray hair <laughs> gray hair and wrinkles that's uh-huh. me thanks for listening